When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash StarTalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash StarTalk today. Watch and listen to commercial-free episodes of Star Talk on Star Talk Plus. Sign up at patreon.com slash Radio. Hey, did you know that Star Talk has a YouTube channel? Subscribe now for video versions of your favorite Star Talk episodes, along with video shorts on all sorts of topics. We've got videos on flat Earth, nuclear power, aerogel, supermoons, asteroids, hurricanes, and so much more. Go to youtube.com slash StarTalk. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so you can be notified every time we publish a new video. Again, that's youtube.com slash StarTalk. This is Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this is a special sports edition. We have with us, as my co-host, the dynamic duo from Playing With Science, Gary hey. O'Reilly. Hey. Chuck Nice. Hey, hey. The two co-hosts of that esteemed show. Thank you. And what, who did you bring into my office today? Well, it's quite simple, really. Today, <laughs> our guest joins us from Mount Olympus. Yep, he is a god. Some say that he refused the lead in the Fast and the Furious movie franchise because they were just too damn slow. And <laughs> when posing for his portrait in the National Portrait Gallery, all they got was a blur. Nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did you? Yeah, Thank you. Exactly. He's actually the only man in history to uh, win a Formula One championship, uh, an Indy championship, uh, NASCAR at Daytona championship, and uh, he is voted driver of the 20th century. Okay, so there you go, man. I, I don't think it gets much better than that. I don't think it does. Yeah. Uh, he is a national treasure, both here in the US and in Italy. He is the man, the living legend. He is 
Mario Andretti. Wow, how do we live up to that? <laughs> you already have. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, let's step back and explore some of your early life. Um, if I'm not mistaken, as an eight-year-old, you find yourself in a refugee camp in Italy? Unbelievable. Well, yes, indeed, uh, unbelievable to some degree because um, we were uh, refugees in our own country. Wow. Because uh, actually uh, the territory where I was born, which is uh, the peninsula of Istria mm -hmm. on the eastern side and the northern side of the Adriatic, right. uh, was occupied by Yugoslavia after the war. Yeah. You know, Italy uh, obviously lost the war. And um, so that became a communist occupied country under hardline communism and um, and it was a choice for all the inhabitants of the area to uh, remain and succumb to communism or leave to maintain the uh, Italian citizenship and leave everything behind everything that you own you just uh, you were allowed or given a, a lorry a truck <laughs> uh, you know, to put uh, whatever belongings you could just transport with that, and then and leave, and then uh, so we and we were transporting to what they call a displacement camp in Udine, which is on the other side camp. of the That's all How it nice. is. Yeah. It wasn't a concentration camp. No, it was a displacement, displacement camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> which after there you were displaced <laughs> to another area in Italy, wherever a city where they would absorb, uh, say, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. Because there were, um, uh, I think it was estimated somewhere around close to 190,000 inhabitants of that area that wanted to leave, that left, actually. Yeah. Wow. It's a part of the fallout of the Second World War that I don't think they teach it us is. in our schoolrooms. No. You know, well, no. Well, well, all the edge, the edge work no, of what's going on from the Soviet <sighs> Union. What did they get? What did the winners and losers get? Right. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing you learn in American schools about World War II is uh, it ended with USA, <laughs> USA. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> Well, not only talk about teaching, uh, actually the government was not really uh, learning uh, or, uh, you know, exactly telling anyone that uh, we are refugees, we're Italians, you know, from a land that was lost. They were actually ashamed of the fact that they lost oh. the territory. So we arrived in the city. Uh, uh, we spent, where I, where we wound up was in Lucca in Tuscany, a beautiful city. Uh -huh. and, um, and so basically we were like, uh, there was somewhere like 1,200 people in one building that uh, used to be an old monastery and all of that. And, um, and again, you know, under basic, fairly uh, primitive conditions. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, we, no one knew in the area what we were. Well, what are we, gypsies? What are we what? You know, so it took a long time for people, you know, to realize, you know. What, what age are you at this point? Eight. Eight. Eight years yeah. old. Where did you know you had a passion for racing, for driving, for motorsport? About eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story that you used to well, run around that, the kitchen was, with a frying pan acting as a steering wheel. Yeah, Is that true? Indeed, exactly. And in fact, uh, I, have, I, have a, I have a twin brother, Aldo. Yes. All right. Yeah, and uh, he and I obviously had the same passion. And, uh, and uh, one day, uh, one would be the driver and the other would be the car. The car, the guy that was the car was holding the lid, you know, on the knob. And the other guy was steering, so you're, and you're backing up, so the way you're steering, you know, you're just actually 
learning how to drive, <laughs> right. right? You know, and uh, you hope you don't run into furniture, you know. But, um, you know, they, there was something, I don't know why, still to this day, uh, what really drew me into that, you know, to motor racing and to be fascinated with something like that that uh, was the furthest thing from the makeup of our family, quite honestly. Um, you find yourself in the USA in 1955. Your twin brother Aldo and you sneak out, you will be build cars and go dirt racing. Yes. What did your mother and father think? That's the point. Uh, uh, I, you know, we we obviously when we arrived to America, we found out there's a a racetrack right in the town where I still live today, and what town uh, was that? in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Yes, and um, and anyway, um, and so two years after we arrived, we started building a car that we planned to race there. By the time we were 21, so we had plenty of time. But the car was finished when we were 19, two years later. And so we're ready to race, but there's no way we could ask or even talk about it to my dad because uh, my dad, all he knew about racing at the time was uh, what was, you know, pretty much uh, publicized, such as, uh, you know, Car fatalities. Crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. And then there were too often, you know, and too popular. And uh, so basically he thought there was something crazy. He, Basically, he did not understand or care about the sport, but uh, we already had the burning passion, you know, that was inside of us. And, um, and we were going to do this regardless. So the bottom line is uh, we did the whole first season without my dad knowing now. My mother, who was a kick in the... I mean, she was <laughs> really... Yep. She, she was much different. She was... Uh, Basically, but she was caught in the middle. So she didn't know directly, but, you know, mothers, they sense things. Oh, yeah. They knew something was going on. So, so she sort of stayed quiet behind. But we were winning, winning some races. Uh, actually, my brother won the very first race, and so did I, that, that we competed in on a local level. And, um, and, and so and my dad at work, you know, the boss would go, hey, Gigi, man, you did a great job, you know. And all. So my dad had no idea, language barrier, you know, that was yeah. our salvation. Thank God. And he, yeah, <laughs> thank God. So he thought that they were just uh, praising him for his work, and he'd go, yeah, 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 good, good. You know. So the bottom line is, uh, you know, we, we escaped all that uh, until the very last race of the season where it was an invitational, you had to be third in points within tracks of 150-mile radius to be invited to Hatfield, Pennsylvania for the last races. So we both actually uh, were oh, eligible for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got a ride with somebody else, and Aldo drove our car, which was, uh, it, that was a modified race. Our car was a sportsman, so it was uh, not as powerful, but it was still a fast one. And he was, uh, during a qualifying heat, uh, he was trying to beat the... Uh, the track champion at, the, at that place, which was Freddie Adams, and and on a, and somehow he got into the guardrail and he had a you know a terrible uh, end or end accident, and uh, and he uh, they gave him his last rites no. that night, and uh, he had a skull fracture, the base of his skull fracture. He was in a coma for 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 weeks, and uh, but anyway, uh, and um, so I, obviously uh, I had to call my mom. 
my, I would think. my mom. Mm-hmm. So I said, Mom... Well, only a race car driver could speak like that. Say, well, yeah, he's fractured his skull. He's going to come. But anyway, let me get to the real part. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's well, just, I mean, it's just like another day at the track. Okay, I'm just yeah. telling you how my dad... He's just telling how yeah. Occupational hazard. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you how my no, dad skull found fracture, out. In a coma. But, but let me continue with the story. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. No, no, I want to be brief because I can go on and on. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, I said, my, my, that's how my dad found out. And... and uh, Obviously, he felt vindicated, you know. Mm-hmm. I figured, see, I told you, you know, they're going to bring you home with in a body bag and all that. But uh, uh, the bottom line is that uh, uh, a whole hell let loose when he found out that uh, even while Aldo was recovering, I was building a new racing. car. I was building a new car <laughs> for, the, for the following car. season. <laughs> <laughs> and when we started racing the following season, it, it was uh, very, very, very uh, so very you, your quiet own at home. So. engineer. Mechanic and driver. Well, uh, that means yes. I, I don't think that I w- well means yes. So actually, you're getting science education on the job. And that that was more yeah. like it, and uh, but uh, you know we we assemble four other buddies, and and there's always the geek in the crowd, right? One guy that actually steered us in the right direction is. His name was Charlie Mitch. He's no longer with us, uh, you know. But he sort of he knew what we needed to do, and uh, and we, you know, as driver, I, you know, I, I learned how to weld and all that sort of thing, you know. But uh, as far as mechanics, uh, we just uh, improvised, you know, in the best right. possible way. But somehow we did a pretty good job because uh, here's the the idea: um, we built something that was different from what they were running. Uh, at at the local racetrack, mm-hmm. and and the idea was, if you build something, it has to qualify within rules, you know. But uh, it said that uh, we have to do something like uh, NASCAR. NASCAR had the at the, the time where the um, the Hudson cars were very right. popular on the short tracks, so that, that's what we built. So when we showed up, we showed up with something very different, and uh, and then we had. Uh, Oh yeah, in in those days, you know, the race drivers didn't have proper, you know, driving suits or anything. You know, we showed up. We uh, we bought two uh, uh, driving suits from Italy, Sala Sport. You know, with all the zippers and everything. Italians. We, yeah, we showed up. Got to do it in style. And then we, yeah, yeah, and also we we uh, we said that uh, we used to race in Italy in a Formula Junior. You know, which didn't exist. <laughs> no, but uh, and so to be accepted, you know, because they said, you know, why should we let you race? You know, that sort of thing. Right. So we said, oh, you're the Italian kids and so forth. So we played the part, if you will. Right. And um, and that's, that's how it all got started. <laughs> that's pretty great, though. It's just like, why should we let you race? You don't know these guys. They're the Formula Junior champions. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, <laughs> then it must oh, be good. We're so sorry, we didn't know. By the way, that one haunted us for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's jump forward a little bit. You've you've got your you've got your smarts in engineering now. You, you you're learning how to handle a car. You end up moving into a bigger deal, and Holman Moody, which is NASCAR. That must have been a whole new ball game for you. Well, indeed. I mean, uh, at the top level of our sport, obviously, we have several disciplines and. Uh, uh, my objective uh, was always to be in single seaters, open wheel cars, right. which is uh, you know usually uh, to me that that's a thoroughbred of the racing right. cars. Right. But as you go on, uh, you know, by the time I, I I 
pretty much was able to uh, to express my desire to do some NASCAR, something else. I was already established in you know in the circuit, you know, in, in the national. Uh, I was already national champion, you know, in '65, my very first year actually at the top level of Indy cars, and uh, I had a great relationship with uh, Ford. Uh, we, you know, Ford engines and so forth, and I was winning some races, and then, and of course, Ford, you know, was very involved in NASCAR, you know, as one of the manufacturers, which they still are today, and um, so I, I expressed a desire to uh, to do some NASCAR races, go to the, actually to the race, which is uh, the Daytona 500, uh-huh. and um, and they accommodated me and they uh, put me with the top team with the. Uh, the official team, uh, the Holman and Moody, uh, uh-huh. which fielded uh, actually my teammate was what they called. Uh, it was Freddie Lorenzen. He was called at the time uh, the Golden Boy of NASCAR. You know, so I was with you know with the right team uh, at the right time. I what do you suppose. think he was learning from a point of view physics to be able to succeed in NASCAR? Maybe not. Well, of realize. course, they're different. I mean, they're different shaped vehicles, right? Yeah. I mean, everything is different. So, did you feel that? Obviously, they are different. What does it feel like as a driver to drive such a different vehicle between NASCAR and Indy? Yeah. Well, that's or the open tri- wheel, or open and, wheel, and, 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 and yeah. yeah, that that actually that's the trick and that's the challenge, you know, because uh, it's like uh, an animal trainer. You know, you got a tiger, you got a, you know, something, a cheetah here. And they're both what they are. And they're both what they are. But, you know, there's some similarity how you approach it, but they're different, different characters. Mm-hmm. So a racing car is something like that. Each racing car has its own personality. And, um, and if you're curious, like I always was, you know, even early on in my career, uh, I was specializing. My specialty uh, was and still is, you know, open wheel single seaters. Right. But I love to see what was going on at the top level on the other side, you know, which is the stock cars. But here's the other thing that I, I think I realized early on, too, that uh, in order to be able to migrate to the other side... Mm-hmm. Uh, like the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other side. We were <laughs> he crossed over. Right. The other side. Yeah. Uh, I am your father. You better, you better be looking for, you know, to be with the top team because... Ah. You know, I don't. You can be the best shoe in the world, the best driver in the world, unless you have a car that's capable with a team that's got a car that's obviously equipment that's capable of bringing results. You're not going to get results. So, know? what so little tricks did you learn in NASCAR that were able enabled you to be so successful in other areas? Because we wouldn't expect that, yeah, necessarily. Well, that's a good question, actually, because uh, as I said, He's as capable of a good question every now and again. <laughs> every <laughs> yeah. now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, what makes sense is the fact that, uh, as I said, each side has a different characteristic. Yeah. But s- there's similarities as, as well. Mm. You know, so you always learn. I, I learned something in one area that applies, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, you know, and I always felt that I learned something, you know, to just uh, expand my knowledge, you know, as far as understanding the dynamics of the car, such yeah. as whether it's aerodynamics or, or mechanical, on the mechanical side of the car. So, Car carrying geek from way back. Well, you yeah. take him in the geek club. <laughs> if he's thinking about that, he's thinking about that and yeah. applying and, right. and corresponding. Right. 
What's the same and what's different? What's, the difference is, you know, and, uh, geeks who are just like science for the sake of liking science, the worst that can happen to them is they might miss a fact. Um, <laughs> the difference from Mario is uh, if he... He could be jettisoned right, into Earth orbit. He, exactly. he misses a bend, yeah. Yeah, yeah miss a bend. Right, and so I think okay, it's cost. his love of science is a little more a little intense more, okay. and, and necessary. So there's stories about drivers who can sit in a car take it a lap around the track, and they'll come back and tell you exactly where is and isn't tire pressure, something's amiss at the back, there's something not quite. How soon, I'm guessing you, all, you had it at quite an early age, how soon were you able to apply that to cars? Well, it's, it's about experience, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, right. you have to have, I mean, it doesn't just come out of the air. You know, you just have to have that practical experience to be able to identify what's going on, and then as you make the changes, ah, this works, this doesn't work, and so on and so forth. But it's, it's a it work... It becomes one with the car. But it's a work... <laughs> yes, indeed. It's very zen. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's a work in progress. Yeah. But, you know, a race car, the other thing is an animal that has so many, adju thousand adjustments, if you will. And, and the closer, the, the more you understand about what really works, what dynamics, what suits your style even, uh, the better off you are. I always said that the, uh, it's the same thing as uh, uh, a patient going to a doctor. Uh -huh. You know, you go to a doctor and you say, hey, doc, I'm really sick, you know, and uh, okay, what's wrong? I don't know, I just don't. So what's the doctor gonna take him forever to, to test or whatever? If you go in there and explain to the doctor, this, this, and that. You know what? There's something here, you know, in my head. Mm -hmm. Then they go right to the thing. So right. it's the same thing with the driver and the engineer, uh, to have that relationship because you can't do it alone. You have to have a relationship with your engineer, the one that actually can fix the car. Yes. It can, and the more, the closest he understands your ex the way you're expressing yourself, the better off you're going to be. You are the engineer's access to the performance of the car. Exactly. Right. Okay. exactly. And now I know why so, I'm not. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. 
That's me too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. My medical care is lousy <laughs> because I keep going to my mechanic and asking him what's wrong with me. <laughs> that's that's that what that is. <laughs> it just gives you, just sends you for an oil change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, let us take a break. Um, we'll be coming back with the fabulous Mario Andretti. Don't forget, this is racing legend that we've got an opportunity to talk to uh, a unique heritage. We're going to take that break. More from the driver of the century. Yes, he will be with us still when we get back. Over 300 people have been guests on Star Talk. Find your faves or discover new comedians and experts at StarTalkRadio.net. Search for a person and find every episode they've ever been on. Again, that's every comic co-host, science expert, and celebrity guest. Search them all at StarTalkRadio.net. We're back. Star Talk Sports Edition. This one from a special part of the Sportiverse. Brought to you by my special co-hosts from Playing With Science, yeah. Gary O'Reilly, Chuck Nice. That's right, sir. And, and look what you found walking around outside the, in the street. I know. <laughs> Aimlessly. <laughs> Aimlessly. Aimlessly. <laughs> like we the guy snatched that... him from the, from the street. Yeah. Pulled him in. Yeah. Mario Andretti. Only in New York. <laughs> only, exactly, only in New York. So before the break, we were speaking about... Driver of the Century. Mario Driver of the century. I didn't know that was a thing. And now, of course, it's him. Who else would that be? <laughs> but we've only got so far. You've emerged out of dirt track racing into indie, into the NASCAR scene. You're beginning to establish yourself. But as you said already... This is the 60s and 70s. No, we're, always, we're still in the 60s. Still in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And so the open-wheeled racing, you said, your passion... And if you want to race open wheel, there's only one place to go. You come back to Europe. Not an easy place to come to because there's only so many rides. There's only so many teams. You find yourself at Lotus. Colin Chapman is the guy in charge. We've had world champions before you in the likes of Jim Clark. But at this time in 1968, there's a special thing happening at Lotus. Would you please explain to us what that exactly is? Well, here's uh, 1968 is when uh, uh, I go back. In 1965, when uh, Jim Clark won Indianapolis, uh -huh. um, I finished third, and I was uh, a rookie of the year, which is actually something that uh, it's a title that you can only uh, achieve once, you yes. know, the first time. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's got some, uh, you know, some 
importance to it, you know. And yeah. any, anyway, at, at the at the banquet after everything, and we're saying our goodbyes. I said to Colin, I said, uh, Colin, uh, someday I would like to do Formula One. And Colin says, Mario, he says, whenever you think you're ready, you call me. Ooh, wow! And uh, that's when the call came in 1968. Three years later, and uh, and he said, "Right." We all should have someone like that in our lives. Yeah. When you're ready, call me. Yeah. 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 Or even just call me. Anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll anybody. take that. I'll yeah, just anybody. take somebody saying, "Hey, man, call me." But he call took me. he took the call. <laughs> <laughs> he accepted the call. Three years later, okay, 1968. Now, right. can you imagine? Actually, you know, as a kid dreamings because uh, my ultimate dream was also you know to to devote part of my career to formula I, I had a great career going here in the United States yeah. you know but uh, get it made in the shade here but but I I you know formula one was always in the back of my mind and all of that so I says at a certain time uh, when I feel that I'm ready uh, okay and Colin was there you know and uh, and it was amazing because um, you know, obviously here again, one of the top teams. You know, you know that you would have equipment uh, so capable. They can slot you, and we, yeah, we, he, he said I will. I will. Yeah. yeah, he said I will enter the third car, which he, which he did, of course. Ooh. And uh, you know, Graham Hill was uh, one of the drivers. Yeah, at another the time. world champion. Yeah, but anyway, uh, and uh, <clears throat> so my debut at the U.S. Grand Prix at, at Watkins Glen, I was on pole. Uh, and you took pole in your first pole race? In first race. Wow. <laughs> so let me, I'm, I'm interested to know what made you know you were ready because that is something that people can benefit from. You know, you, you never want to go too early. Chuck, that, that's actually another good question here because uh, uh, the reason I, uh, I said I like to do it and when he said when you're ready because uh, in IndyCars at the time, the, the primary uh, action uh, uh, was basically on oval tracks. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of road racing. And um, so... And little by little uh, in that series, they started introducing some road races. But... Here again, with the relationship I have with Ford, Ford was uh, embarking in the new Le Mans program. They, 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 actually, they're they're doing a film about that. It's 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 coming on, you know. I think right right now, if right. Ford Ford wants to beat Ferrari at Le Mans, and everybody uh, wants to beat Ferrari. Yes, indeed, and uh, and it was a gigantic program that uh, offered <clears throat> a lot of seat time, you mm. know. And I offered my service. I said, I want to be at every test. And we, we did, we did, we should do some 24 hour test, you know, like actually straight 24 hours, you know, with the two drivers alternating yeah, back and the forth. The line is a 24 hour race. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So yeah. You know, so, you know, and that was golden for me because, uh, and I befriended, uh, especially, you know, Bruce McLaren. And I became wow. really very good friends. Who is part of McLaren race team McLaren right now? McLaren racing is, yep. team, of course. And he was McLaren, very that expensive <laughs> McLaren car. Yeah. Say, there's like six of them in the world yeah. or something. Yeah. And every billionaire yeah. owns one. Yeah. Is that the one? That's yeah. Name. Okay. Just checking. Just, just checking. That's the heritage. No, that's just, where just, they go just, back. Just millionaire. <laughs> just, that's all. That's all. Mary, don't tell me you have one. I don't even know if Jay Leno has one of those. Does he? Yeah, I'm he pretty does. sure Jay Leno has a McLaren. Yeah, He's got a McLaren. Yes, he okay. If he doesn't, he knows where to get one. Yes, <laughs> I just drove a couple of them at the Autobahn in Chicago just last week. I drove a bunch of those, all those McLarens. So when anyway. we come back to Formula One, and because we probably touch on the yeah. endurance side of it, 
there's a thing that no one had really gotten to grips with that Lotus had in this 78-79 season called ground effect. Well, now that's going to have a massive, massive impact yes. on the championship. Yes, indeed. And actually, uh, all of this came about uh, just at the end of the 76 season, uh, which uh, obviously uh, I was part of. Uh -huh. And uh, the best part is also we won the last race in Japan, you know, uh, that season, which is nothing better than winning the last race of the season, to, you know, to give everybody vitality, yeah. you know, and just that. And can't wait to see what we're going to do in the following year. So uh, every year, obviously, there's a new car that's going to be born. Yes. You know, from what you learn because you progress. And uh, so we were all having a meeting, Hethel, and uh, everybody had some input. And when it comes to the driver, you know, my input was, you know, as a driver, I said that uh, you're dreaming about aerodynamic downforce, which obviously plants the car to the road and, and increases cornering speeds. But there's a penalty. The penalty is drag. Mm. Straight line. Uh -huh. So the more downforce you put on with the surface, uh, the surface wings, the more you know the resistance you have against yep. the wind. So you go. So I says, I, I'm dreaming of downforce without penalty. So here we go. How do you, how do you achieve that? And so you go underneath the car to create a low pressure. Low pressure, like a speed up the air underneath the car, but uh -huh. but it has to be directed, directed by body design, just like an airplane. An yeah. airplane is designed both top and bottom surface to fly. So you turn an airplane upside down because you want it to. You want it to, to go push down, ground. yeah, instead of lift. So, so uh, this was the concept that was was started was born by the racing car. But the fact that uh, the air comes free underneath the car, there's no drag penalty. And so that's, that was a breakthrough like no other, you know, in, in our sport. Were Lotus the only team to have this? It, well, we were the first ones, yes. Right. And we didn't come out and all of a sudden we had all the answers. It was a little by little, just hint here, hint there. I was uh, just like uh, I was testing in Germany at the Hockenheim, and uh, it was one real at the end of both straight of a real long right hander. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm arriving in the middle of the corner and I'm s feeling the car suck down. Why? Because we needed to close the sides to the road so the air would not escape off the side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're just learning something. Like an apron. On yeah, the like an right. apron. Yeah. yeah. So, we, you know, we, we were learning things and then learning how to, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to, to change, change the, uh, the diffuser angles in the back, to change uh, the center of pressure, to give it balance. You, you can't have all the, the, all the pressure in the front or in right. the back. You, you know, so there were a lot of, you know, things, but we were onto something. And uh, that's how the, the ground effect started, you know, and... Um, I was all ready to add to this, but I have nothing to add because you said everything perfectly. So this is, I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love to add that to the resume. <laughs> <laughs> Certified. <laughs> so just to be clear, um, when we see cars that have spoilers in the back... Right, yes. Um, if you pitch the spoiler to be at a very high angle, right. that can put a lot of down pressure on the car, That's giving right. it stability. That's but right. just like you were saying, that impedes your forward motion. Right. Exactly. So, so you win right. in one place and lose in another. Exactly. Right. And so it's a compromise. this is a complete 
uh, act of brilliance right. to say yeah, their planes get lift without disrupting their forward motion. Yeah. Let's turn that lift into a downforce. downforce. That increases the friction between your cars and the tire, gives you more what, grip. What you, what you especially want. what you need, what right. you not only want what you need right. Right. on the turn. Every, yeah. and, and it serves at every point in your in your in your race. It's amazing the cornering speeds that the cars are capable of today. And as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of the design is restricted to the point that you could make it so the car will just be right, you know, just just like on on a track, you know what I mean, without any slippage or anything else. So, uh, but they, they but they restrict it. It's it's by the rule. Why? By rule is, Why not go all out? Because it's no, Formula One and it's rules for rules. No, there's, there's <laughs> some, no, no. I mean, no. You have to you have to do that because number one, I think a lot of it has to be. Uh, the onus is on the driver Driving. also to yeah. do, you know, to understand if the car moves around. The other thing is, if the corner speed is such, uh, and if uh, you have a suspension brake or something else, you're going to have a, a, uh, well, a fatality immediately. Yeah. Okay. You know, wow. so so there's, you know, there's a balance to everything, you know. So that's why you have, and the rules are actually uh, very well studied. And there's no magic wand, you know, to have it, everything perfect. But, uh, uh, you know, as much as we know today, you're still chipping on it here and there and try to uh, to comp find compromises of sort, you know. Okay. You still How want did you to find maintain it. Just, just one thing. Yeah, go ahead, sir. A page that, you haven't, that you're done with. All right. This one here? Yeah, yeah, go you're for it. You're done with that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me just show you something here. I'm going to take that. With pleasure. For everyone okay. listening, Neil is uh, just ripped a, he's just, a, a strip he's, of paper. He's just ripped everything oh, I forgot up. Where, many will hear us only on, on, audio. on audio. Yeah, I just ripped so, a sheet of paper, and now I'm holding the paper up from one edge, yes. and it's drooping over it's the drooping side of my finger. Side. So I'm going to blow over the top of it, Okay. and I'm going to have fast-moving air above. Over the top. And you would think it would keep the paper pressed down, right. but uh -huh. in fact... It lifts the paper up. It lifts the paper up. To the right. point where it's almost... So that if I invert that... Right. ...and put it down, it'll put Push pressure. Push the right. It, it, it adds to the pressure. So this is just a little um, strip yes. of paper Good way point. to demonstrate a Bernoulli principle. I just learned something. You didn't know about that? I just learned something. <laughs> Good. They could do this with your grandkids and stuff. Now you're this an even better scientist. Kids, this is what I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> they just blow across the top of the page and it lifts it itself lifts up. That has lower pressure, higher pressure right. on the other side. There you go. That's it. You there got you go. it. Yeah. So when that's, you're racing... That's the point. That's that's exactly it. I wish I would have known that. Well, this is the value of sort of the cross-pollination yeah. of, of science, of engineering, of fields. It, it's because you're, it's all aerodynamics, fluid dynamics, it's all the same thing. It, exactly, yeah. it is. So yeah. your yeah. racing style, obviously suited this ground effect development because this is the season you go on to win the Formula One World Championship. Was it a case But wait a minute, was it you that won it or was it the ground effect? Both. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which you know, well, that brings we, me to another question. Here's what, another what, question. What, Here's another question. What is the most important element for a win? Is it the machine? Is it the maintenance, meaning the team? Or is it the driver? Well, I think uh, the percentage varies okay. depending on the track, uh, where the demands are. Uh, but number one, I mean, it's team effort, team, team with a capital T, number one. Okay. Uh, number two is um, obviously the preparation because you have to finish the race to be able to win it. 
And, right. and then see. number three is uh, the nature of the track. If the track, uh, the, the layout, the course uh, demands more of the car, the car, in other words, the car contributes uh, 70% and the driver contributes 30% right. as far as the performance, that means that there's a lot of high speed. The car better be, be, be quick, give you all the legs that you need, you know, to be competitive. And then you get the on the... The car's just going all out. Yeah, you, say you, yeah, you get to a course where you have a lot of straightaways. And, and there are, say go to Monza, for instance, mm -hmm. and then go to yeah. Monte Carlo. Yeah. Monte Carlo, it's 80% driver, 20% car. Right. Monza, it's 70% car, 30% driver. Wow. And gotcha. those and those percentages vary everywhere you go, every track. But you know, bottom line is, uh, will it at the end of the season will it be fifty fifty perhaps? You know, but uh, so uh, you know, everybody has to contribute. But I would say um, the best driver in the world cannot win unless the car is capable. Wow. You know, so it's uh, and, it's the, and these simple. developments. I loved your met your metaphor where you said each year a new car is born, yes. a new kind of uh, yes. advance. And I don't think most of us are aware that these advances, many of them trickle down into just regular old cars <laughs> that make us safer or faster or more aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. So it's not just crazy people racing fast, it's a frontier of experimental research. No question. This is why you have uh, the major manufacturers involved in the sport, uh, because uh, there's a sense... There aren't it, it does. You know oh. why? Because there's a sense of urgency in the sport when you have direct competition, like right now. Mm -hmm. Things have to happen today. Well, GM beat not, me today. I better up my game tomorrow. Not, not okay, manana, okay, we'll mm. get things done, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, push the can on the road and all that. We'll be fine. You no, know, no, you're not fine. You lose now. the race. It's now, you know. So, and, and actually many of the manufacturers, they bring in... Uh, the, engineers that are proper you know production engineers sometimes even too frequent some of the you know be some of the races see how ur the urgency factor plays yeah you know and uh, so uh, i think the sport when you look at uh, uh ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own led headlights spoilers whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Uh, the developments uh, uh, over the years, uh, the safety aspect of it, uh, how so many things, you know, are just drawn from that. I mean, uh, uh, features such as uh, the disc brakes. Were f- disc brakes were first, you know, actually employed in a, in a racing car. They were born there. Yeah. You know, so, so many other things. The disco brakes. <laughs> yeah. Chuck, no maybe, one was confusing them with the too. disco brakes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they have some disco brakes. I have to look at that. You've got to look at the disco brakes. I have to look brakes. underneath. <laughs> All right. While you two hit the dance floor, we'll hit a break. Uh, we're going to have more. And, and if you didn't realize that what you're driving today and for maybe the last 20, 30 years owes a lot of its origins to great Racers like oh, Mario Andretti. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm putting all the burden on you. Uh, we're going to take that break when we come back. More from the great man and, of course, Neil and Chuck and myself. So stick around. We're back. Star Talk Sports Edition. We're talking about race car driving in the Sportiverse with my guest co host, Gary yeah. Chuck. <laughs> Bar- <laughs> That's the Jetsons. Come on now. That's the- <laughs> Close enough, ish. Uh, I've, I've got you on loan temporarily from playing with science. Yes, Thanks sir. for joining Star Talk flagship. And of course, we have one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest driver of all time, Mario Andretti. Racing royalty. Absolutely. Like We've been... Viceroy of velocity. I have to ask him. Yes. When did you first learn? Because I was embarrassingly old. When I first learned that race car spells race car but in both directions. Oh, I just learned something today. No, <laughs> are you serious? I didn't know that. Yes, race car is a palindrome? Yes, it is. That? Oh, yes, race car, race car. Amy, why didn't you tell Look me? At that. Nobody, nobody <laughs> here knew that? I didn't know that. I was like 80 years old before I found that out. You know what? You got to come more often. You got to come more often. I got to come more often. We can teach each other. Mm -hmm. So the great thing is you return to the USA. You are racing for Newman Haas. And the Newman part of that is the Oscar winning actor, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Now that for me isn't the big deal. Isn't it great? I just had his lemonade the other day. Very good. We're back to food. It takes you a millisecond to get onto the subject of food. Sorry, but he also liked car racing. He did. Yes. He did. But your son, Michael joins you as a teammate. And this is the first time in history there's a father and son partnership in Indy car racing. Just for the for the 24-hour Le Mans, because you switch off drivers, is that right? No, no, no. no. This, this is, this is just, just an Indy. Team. Just team. Yeah. 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 Two cars. Two cars, Two cars. just a team. So, okay. team. Not everyone likes their son to follow in their footsteps, but mm. you obviously didn't have a problem. Well, no, because he was racing regardless you right. know, with another team. And <laughs> sounds, like someone, sounds like someone else we know. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. In fact, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was, uh, to, to me, it was obviously uh, the sense of pride uh, to have uh, Michael to be so competitive. Uh, we've had uh, uh, also the other son, Jeff, 
you know, yep. that uh, was also a racing driver, but he, you know, he was not as fortunate as we were. You know, he had a, a terrible accident in Indianapolis in 92, and, and so that pretty much uh, ended his career. But um, with Michael, you know, to be for him to become uh, my teammate, it was he was at the very peak of his mm -hmm. career, of course. Uh, and um, and we had some really great success as teammates because uh, I'll give you the statistics. Um, we were on podium, top three, mm -hmm. as long you know, as long as he was racing, and uh, fifteen times. The two of you in the top level. Wow. And we were we yeah. started and you know we started uh, on the front row. Ten times together, wow. and we finished first and second five times. Wow! So did Son and, let Father win? Uh, you, you know what? Uh, <laughs> once. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he did. No, he, he didn't let me win, but uh, he should have won. And uh, he had a fuel pickup problem, and this was in Portland, 1986. And uh, and actually, I. Um, uh, I nipped him at the at, right at the start finish line, but like two inches, with like oh, yeah, seven wow. one hundredths of a second. But that was a great drive home. And <laughs> it was very quiet. It was, but but, but yeah. I tell you what, you, you, know, a, wait, you can't wait, have road wait, rage wait, against wait, your dad. Wait, it was Father's Day. It was oh! Father's Day. And and Michael, I mean, he was not happy on the podium. And then somebody said, "Michael, lighten up." He said, "It's Father's Day." Okay, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. All right, let's fast forward. Not not to not to dismiss what you achieved because Michael actually went to Formula One as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. But you now have a two-seated racing car. Well, yeah. Right now, in the present day, I. I, I drive for a team that actually fields these, uh, these cars, which uh, uh, give rides to fans uh, and, and journalists and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, celebrities, if you will. Oh, so this uh, is just one car? It's not like a circuit where there's two... two. One car with two seats. Right, but I'm yeah, saying... Yeah, but it's a, a racing circuit, car. A racing car of... No, no, no. It's uh, we give you give rides. You know, at, uh, on a weekend when there is uh, activity, you know, you got to uh -huh. race. Oh, like okay. uh, uh, this past weekend, I was at Elka Lake, Wisconsin, called Road America. Fabulous four mile road course, and uh, so I give in rides there. You know, I usually like I said, a lot of press. They love oh, cool. to have. But uh, you know, the, 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 what's cool about this is really I don't know a better way to showcase our sport because uh, it's a very non-participant sport, right? If you yeah. will. It's not that you can pick up a tennis racket and yeah, then... Good point. You can't, you know, I can't do it in my backyground. Right. In the playground. Really you can only is, do it on Super know. Mario. And right. What it <laughs> well, is. not Super Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart. Yeah. Super yeah. Mario Kart. And it's hard to explain. That's the same thing, isn't it? It's, hard to, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we, we have this racing car with an extra seat. And Donkey Kong so somehow you, fits in the car so like anybody else. So if you show up to the next race, I'll give you a ride. Oh, I'm And if I ever have a space capsule that I take Any of you. I'll give you a seat in the space capsule. Okay. What speed, well, Mario? What speeds are we talking about going here? Well, it depends on the track. I mean, it's uh, any road course uh, like where I was this past weekend. You know, about maybe 175, 180 on a straightaway. But uh, at Indy, I could give laps like lap times of uh, over 200. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> I love it. So let me let me. I got to interject here. Just Go on. Because we're, I don't know how much more time we have, but I have to ask: cars today are really different from 
yesterday. I mean, from decades ago, yeah. right? In terms of, of the technology, in terms of the engineering, everything. Is there <laughs> is there a point where you said, you know, this I we're losing the driver here because the technology is taking everything over? Is there is there is there an old fogey moment <laughs> where you <laughs> said, you know, in the old day, in my day. It was all about what we could bring to the car, and now it's what the car is bringing to me. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's another darn good question, actually, because uh, the technology is the way, as much as we know, you could have a car that would be so easy, so much easier to drive. And many of the cynics today, you know, will say, oh, yeah, these boys, you know, man, you know, uh, the drivers of yesteryear, those were the champions. Yeah, that's what I'm those saying. Were, those were the gladiators. That's the get off my lawn you know, and all argument. That. Well, the only thing is that I think the drivers of yesteryear, uh, they didn't have the safety aspect, the mm-hmm. safety features that the drivers are enjoying today. That's one thing for sure. Uh, but as far as the, what's the onus on the driver, that's why you have rules in place. Because uh, you have you drive your car, you know, your present pleasure car. You have all this, you know, traction control. You have all the power steering. You have all right, this right. thing. What well, in the race car that you're not, ha- you don't have all those beauties. You know, you don't have a lot of that assist. So you still, that's what they wanted. You know, the rules are to keep it still a sport. Make the driver, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, drive. it runs away with itself, and yeah, you're, you're exactly. just a, yeah, you, an occupant you in a could seat. Have it, yeah, you know, just another quick example is, uh, you know, the, to balance the car, you have wings that uh, yes. you can change. Uh, yeah, they can, you can alternate then, the time. And, yeah. and, and, and they have it so, you know, the mechanics have to do it, like during a pit stop. Mm-hmm. And then we got, I get uh, emails, I get something from engineers, and this, 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 to send you a, a, a design, a schema that, uh, oh, you could do it with a button inside. Of course you could, but you're not allowed. You know what I mean? There's so many yeah. things that uh, are have to, to be done manually to keep it a sport, keep it real. So, again, it's still, you know, it's still a sport, you know. Because uh, okay. um, if, it, if it runs away with itself, then you just have... AI competing against AI. Right, exactly. AI drivers, you right? Just sit in the car and listen to the radio. <laughs> Which brings me to this thought. Yeah. What is your opinion on driverless cars and would you ever get in one? I knew you were going to bring that up. The driver of the century, driver driverless of the century, cars. How do you feel about driverless what, cars? What kind of stupid question is that? What's, that, no big gray, what's that big gray thing in the corner? No, It's you know, an elephant, no. right? <laughs> so it has it's to be addressed. The elephant is here, yeah, okay. of course. Elephant yeah. in the t- room. Okay. Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> no, no I mean, it, it's, it's, it's out there, you know, yeah. of course. And can you imagine that's probably the end of our sport as we know it? No, no, I, no, no. I don't agree. I Let me think tell you it's actually going to increase the popularity of your sport because people will be so curious about what it is to drive a car mm. that people who actually drive and drive on the level that you drive will be like gods among us. My kids He's have anyway. no interest in ever driving cars. Right. They're 18 and 22. They can't wait for self-driving cars. And they don't yeah. want to drive a car. They, it is not in their future. They don't care. But they grew up in New York. That's true. That's a different That's story. True. But here's my thing. Here's my th- here's here's where I agree with you, sort of. Okay. Nineteen oh five to nineteen twenty. Okay. The civilized world transitioned from horses to cars, very quickly, quicker than anyone would have. We had horses for thousands of years. That's right. yeah. And by nineteen twenty, you couldn't give away a horse. Because okay. We still love horses. Hang on, but that's my point. So as cars replaced horses on the road, right. the people who still loved horses would go to 
horse stables right. to still ride their horses right. and go over the jumps. And so it became a place uh, where you would take your hobby. So I'm suggesting that in the future that Chuck is commenting on, the roads will just be driverless cars, but there'll be these tracks that right. you go to. Car you park your car, you park your race car at that track. And it lives there. Right. And then you take a self-driving car to, to your race place car. So you can drive. Right. <laughs> and so then if, you can drive 200 miles an hour. And then that's, in, your, out, that's in, your Saturday afternoon outing. You know what? what? Those country clubs of driving there you go. already exist. Oh, really? They, I wouldn't I know I'm just... black. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, all country. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're more than welcome there, by the way, Chuck. More than welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. all country clubs. Oh, okay. all right. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. actually. Uh, well, more more popular. Like a car it's, club? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's actually a facility where you have a beautiful layout or racetrack. And uh, with all the amenities and uh, the safety features and all of that, and and it's organized. You know, you have uh, you know the corner workers and all the things there at the professional racetracks. But you can go there. You have uh, you can become a member. You have uh, a Lamborghini. You have a Ferrari. You have you know. Oh, because, I, so you can bring your own personal. Bring your own personal yeah. car and, and drive it on a and, in a professional track setting. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. I was just there. Uh, now, last how do they feel about me bringing my Toyota Highlander? <laughs> you can bring anything you like. Actually, actually, you can bring a, a Yugo if you like. You know any Yugos here? No, we used to have Yugos. Oh, you used to have They yeah. put you on the Yugo track. That's a different track. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a slower track. It's a slower track. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's a communist track. The wall at the end. Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's let's look at what you've done after well, wait, racing. Well, just one thing. You know, Manhattan has a, a classic car club, so you don't. Yeah. Ra there's not a racetrack, but you can go rent like a, a we Lamborghini. Were there last week. Oh, you were there, yeah. yeah. So it's just a rented for the what? weekend. It's not for the your one date. On the, on the West Side Highway. Yeah, right on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, and you look yeah. in the, I just looked in the window. And, and I drove a Lamborghini right into right in. Where all the everything was happening. Yeah, where's there? It's very where cool. They, it's yeah, very everybody cool. was having some drinks at the tables and everything else. I drove right It's a in. tremendous waste of horsepower <laughs> driving it in Manhattan, right. but nonetheless, it looks yeah, good. It However, is. I got to yeah. tell you this. I would certainly think that I drank too much if I'm sitting having a drink and I see Mario and Dreddy <laughs> fly in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did that just happen? No, no, I'm good. No, yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to stop. We just, we've had enough. Put down a drink. Okay, drink. so. What? Okay. So let's let's relate the wine to the cars. Mario, there is a winery in Napa, Andretti Winery, that you are yeah. vice chairman of. How on earth do you get involved in the wine business? And how on earth do I get involved with you getting involved? <laughs> with the wine. In the wine business. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a weak moment in your life, talk to me. <laughs> because that's... That's how I got involved during a weak moment in my life. Okay. And that's why I brought in a, a chairman because I didn't want to be the chairman. I didn't want to run. I just wanted to drink the stuff. Oh, right. There and, you uh, go. But, uh, yeah, we, Is it we're good? Very, we're very proud. Indeed, actually, uh, we were just, uh, we have several varieties. Mm -hmm. all, all the major varieties. Mm -hmm. you know, right. Red, white, and rosé. Both kinds, yeah, yeah. red yeah. and white. <laughs> yeah, we do. And... Uh, we have yeah the usual varietals. We have Italian varietals, uh -huh. and so on and so forth. Yeah. But uh, and 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 just uh, as recent as what last week, uh, this week we were actually considered that one of the top top five 
wineries in Napa Valley. Really? Is very well, well done, you. I'm going to go and look, look this yeah. up again. Yeah, man. It's really, we'll actually, I'm again. so proud. Of, Your you know, phone might actually, ring shortly. It's a nice, it's, it's a quaint, <laughs> you think it's a quaint, it's a modest little winery, you know, but it's very quaint and uh, and it's very relaxing. You can, uh, the, you don't need an appointment. You arrive there at the tasting room and so on. It's called a boutique winery. Boutique winery, yeah. Winery, yeah. I'm very proud of that, Very actually. good. Very cool, We have man. a great winemaker and... Uh, our wines uh, have meddled, and uh, I'm, uh, again, I'm very proud. Of it. Uh, That's fantastic. It's, it's, it's very important, actually. Are There's we surprised? Neil, Neil's going to have to buy a case so that we can check it out. <laughs> Are we surprised that Mario, former world champion in the NASCAR, his wines meddled? I heard that. Uh, that well, yeah, hear are, we, that. are we surprised? I did hear that. Yeah, we're cool. Well, look, that's right, it. We are out of time. We so are what up. He did there. We've well, reached wait. the checkered flag. I have to ask one last question. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is rumored, I want to confirm it since you're sitting next to me, that you once said, if you are in control of your car, you're not in the race. If everything seems under control, you're just not going fast enough. Wow. That... There is no greater wisdom no, there is in life right. than that. Yes. Take that to the bank. <laughs> Our version of that in science is the day you stop making errors is the day you are no longer on the frontier of discovery. Mm. That's go. our version of that mm, quote. Mario fist bump on. <laughs> Man. Let the record show I just fist bumped Mario Andretti. Right, which, which <laughs> counts as a car crash. <laughs> a nice one. A little, we got, we got, a, we little got to bring this to close. We got we to bring this to close. Do it. All right, M Mario, thank you. You've been a charming, My wonderful host. My pleasure. And we, like, we, we should do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, I'll be here. I'll be here. Uh, Chuck and Gary, thanks for uh, on, uh, coming on loan from Playing With Science. You're Such a welcome. We've had the honor of it, being with Mario it, and your it, good to self. start Star Talk's flagship. Say, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And as always, I bid you to keep looking up. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 